1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spurs Up show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. Today is Friday, May the 1st, 2020. On today's show, we continue along with the Carolina Classics. Yes, we're talking 2010 South Carolina, Alabama. Gamecocks taking down the number one ranked Crimson Tide. So many great memories from that ball game. I'll just talk about that game in general. My thoughts, my memories from it. Read off some of your best memories as well. And we will discuss that 2010 South Carolina game in full detail. Also, some news and notes to get into, including a big four-star linebacker commit that I'm going to dive into, Uh, some updates as far as COVID-19 is concerned, kind of what we've been up to, what I've been doing, and why I think there is light at the end of the tunnel for us in regards to having a football season, because I know a lot of you have been asking about that. So sit back, enjoy a packed edition, a packed episode, episode 240 of the Spurs Up Show. Let's get it. Chris Phillips shows so the Spurs Up show as always. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Happy Friday, everyone. Apologies that the show is coming out on Friday instead of Thursday. Had some things go down this week, needed to take care of, and the show just did not come out on Thursday. So I thought it'd be good for you guys going into the weekend, which I know is kind of weird now because we're all in quarantine. So, I mean, I'm sitting there. I, literally, I thought Wednesday was Saturday. I, I had no clue. To be perfectly honest with you guys, I basically just forgot to record the show. I was like, what day is it today again? But anyway, so we're back on track. We're back on schedule. Thought I'd give you guys a show going into the weekend, though. And again, what better way to do it than talk about South Carolina, Alabama from 2010. So many great memories, great storylines in that one. Uh, Before we dive into everything, quick housekeeping item, guys, if you have not done so, Click the pause button, go rate the show, go leave it five stars, leave your thoughts, your feedback, but go leave a five-star review. Whether you're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, does not matter. If you guys could just take five seconds out of your day, click the pause button, like I said, and go leave a five-star review. It helps boost the podcast, helps people to find the show that maybe you've never heard of it. Um, so I would really appreciate it. And obviously, if you're listening and you're not subscribed, smash that subscribe button. You're gonna get all the daily notifications in regards to when the podcast drops. Uh, anything new, any new exciting stuff that I'm doing, that we're doing. Um, also, be sure you just subscribe on all channels, whether it be social media, YouTube, TikTok, even like whatever. Make sure you're following along with the Spurs Up show. Uh, Twitch as well. Obviously, we're running those simulations. And, uh, you know, that's really, it's really, to be honest, what's been giving me sort of, I guess, sanity, if you will, in regards to like not having sports. Um, at least we've got simulated video game South Carolina kind of sports it's obviously not the same but at least there's something to follow along with so be sure to follow along with that as well but let's dive right into it let's dive into the meat of the show we're going to talk again Carolina classics we're continuing along with this 2010 South Carolina Alabama you know a game that you know many many all Gamecock fans this one lives on in infamy the first time South Carolina had ever beaten a number one ranked team. The Gamecocks came in this game 3-1 overall, 2-1 in the – or excuse me, 1-1 one one in the conference. Um, South Carolina had beaten Georgia that year. Who did they lose to, though? Let me pull up that – let me pull up their schedule really quickly. Um, but either way, it was a huge game, obviously. three thirty CBS kickoff. You know, South Carolina's coming into this game. Um, and, and I think what was interesting – okay, lost at Auburn. That's right, the really, really close game at Auburn. And Bama was literally the next – or actually, actually, excuse me, South Carolina had a bye week before the Bama game. But back to back games at Auburn and then Bama at home. Um, what I remember, though, about the 2010 season, because I remember going to that first game, Southern Miss, I went to that game and there was a lot of talk. You know, it's crazy to think we all just remember the good years and we remember the 10, 11, 12, 13 seasons where, you know, 11 wins and winning the SEC East. We all remember that, but. There was a lot of talk going in that 2010 season. Like, what was the Steve Spurrier era? What was going to come of it? Because, again, South Carolina in 09 had a better year. You know, you had beaten Clemson, so everybody's feeling good about that. But you get embarrassed in your bowl game against UConn. And the 2010 season, there was just a lot of uncertainty, I feel like. Like, this was kind of the the shit or get-off-the-pot year for Steve Spurrier. You know what I mean? He had finally – That 07 recruiting class, which was really the one that turned around everything and, and, you know, really was the reason South kind of went on the run they did, was the reason they won the 2010 SEC East title, um, really started to flourish and come together. I mean, obviously when you talk about this game, again, leading up to this game, um, huge matchup, 330 CBS game, nationally televised, college game day is in Columbia, which is always a good time, but it was packed. Um, Funny story about this game before I dive into – actually what happened on the field. I think a story that most of you probably will not know. So obviously I played baseball at Newberry College. Um and which this pissed me off when I was there and just looking back it still pissed me off. But we practiced on the weekends. So like for example, I my best friend played at USC Aiken and they had every weekend off. They practiced Monday through Friday, had Saturday, Sunday off. Us on the other hand, we had Tuesday off and we would literally inter squad Saturday and Sunday, which Again, looking back, very stupid. I don't know why we did that. But anyways, so baseball was my life then. So I did not get to go to this South Carolina game. I didn't get to go to South Carolina, Georgia that year. Um, I went to the Southern Miss game because it was on a Thursday night. So my dad came and got me, and we went to that game. Um, But I got out of practice probably like 12.30, got to catch the rest of the Georgia game. Um, I don't think I went to Furman that year. Um, I don't think I did, but anyways, so story of that game, though, I didn't even get to watch that game live, so we inter that day at Newberry, and, you know, this is before, I in mean, 2010, right, like, the iPhone has it, like, the smartphones were not, I didn't have a smartphone, but the, but the smartphones were not taken over like that, so people were following along whatever way they could, literally in the bullpen, because I didn't pitch that day. But in the bullpen, we're sitting there literally following along with the South Carolina-Alabama game, you know, because it was a huge game, and a lot of guys on the team were South Carolina fans, and we just wanted to know. And, again, especially if you're not pitching, you're just like, okay, well, let's kill the time and, like, see what's going on in this game. So we're following along best we can. I mean, I literally remember back then, and I say back then, like I'm so old, but, like, at that point, there was like a number for ESPN that you could text and you text like one of the teams that was playing in the game and it would text you back the score at that point. So I think that's actually how I was keeping up with the game. And it was crazy cuz you you see, you know, you saw on the game, you saw 7 nothing. Or excuse me, 7 what was it? 7 to 3. Then it was 14 to 3. Then it was 21 to 3. And you're like, "Holy shit." And I remember specifically, I remember specifically we had One of the umpires come over in between innings during the scrimmage. And I guess he was a South Carolina fan, I'm assuming. And he comes over, he's like, what's the score? I'm like, dude, it's 21-3 to Carolina. He's like, bullshit, what's the score for real? Like, dude, swear to God, it's 21-3 to Carolina, which I thought was a funny thing. But so, the scrimmage ends, it probably ends around, I don't know, 630 or something like that, 615 or whatever. We don't even, which we got in trouble for this the next day, we don't even hardly clean up the bullpen. I mean, literally everybody is rushing out of the field, le- rushing off the field, leaving the field, getting their car, going back to the dorms. And I literally only caught the last five minutes or so of that game live. Now, since then, obviously, I've rewatched the South Carolina-Alabama game, I mean, a hundred times. I mean, it's, it's – yeah, I mean, it, we all know it's a great watch. I mean, it really is. It's great memories to relive. But I didn't have those, like, memories, you know – that a lot of you had, that you were in the stadium, you were at the tailgate, you were at college. I didn't get any of that. I did not get any of that. I sacrificed that, obviously, to play baseball in college, which, I mean, again, I I wouldn't go back and change that because I loved playing ball, but it just kind of sucked. So, again, I think that's a lot of people would find that interesting. I did not get to see that game live. Did not get to watch that game live. But speaking specifically on the game, I mean, you you really cannot – talk about this game without starting with what Steven Garcia did I mean this was the game that built his legend this 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 game alone built the legend of Steven Garcia 17 of 20 201 three touchdowns he did throw a pick but a flawless I mean you go back and you just look at those highlights and obviously we've had Steven on the show and we've We've talked about South County, Alabama. We've talked about this game a ton with him. And, you know, I know fans have heard him talk about it and, and others as well. But, again, this was really the game that, like, when this is what he's known for. Like, this is what Steven Garcia is known for nationally in regards to, again, his legacy. Like, this this game alone built his legacy. Um, Just a crazy game. I, I don't know – you know, it's, it's fun – you know, we had – again, we had Steven on the show and he talked about Steve Spurrier and kind of like his – you know, Steve Spurrier's demeanor, if you will, leading in this game. And he was like, oh, coach was super relaxed. He's like, honestly, if he'd have been like that more often, I probably would have played a lot better. Like, we probably would have won more games. Like, I loved how his approach was that week. And, you know, he said that Spurrier approached every game basically the same. But it, as far as like I think directly with him, him and Spurrier, Spurrier was very laid back, like whatever – you know, you know, very loose, like kind of go out there, do your thing, whatever, whatever. Um, And I mean, dude, it definitely showed. I mean, 17 to 20, 20 201, three touchdowns against a Nick Saban defense, a Nick Saban defense that had talent all over the field. I mean, and just, again, that's just like any other Alabama team, but you know, you go back and you look at the stats. I mean, The Garcia to Alshon Jeffrey connection was unreal. Seven catches, 127 yards, two touchdowns. Obviously, the one that we all remember and talk about, the one-handed snag. Um, God, I'm forgetting. You know what's bad? I'm forgetting the defensive back's name. Um, Let me see if I can find it here. What was his name again? Dre Kirkpatrick. Yes, Dre Kirkpatrick, who – has been a damn good NFL defensive back. Like, two NFL guys going at it, and he straight up mosses him. And I know we all know the play that I'm talking about. An unreal play. Um, I think what's lost in that game is that Marcus Lattimore, 23 carries for 93 yards and two touchdowns. He had a really good game. Also had a receiving touchdown. So, I mean, Laddie had three TDs on the day. Carolina only ran it for 110 yards. Um, Only threw for 206. I mean, it wasn't like a crazy, you know, crazy, crazy offensive game, I would say. But the one thing I'll say, too, about this game, and I know Greg McElroy threw for 315, but we absolutely shut down Mark Ingram. The Carolina defense was unreal. Yeah, Bama outgained South Carolina. Like, I would have never guessed that either. Bama outgained South Carolina. And there was only one turnover by them in the game. Like, the turnover margin was even. You look back at these stats, and you're like, God, how did South Carolina just beat the shit out of them? Like, it's unreal, kind of, to be honest. Like, um, yeah, it's unreal. But, I mean, the biggest difference in the game was you held Alabama to 36 yards rushing. A lot of the passing yards were late in the game, kind of bullshit. The Carolina defense was relentless. Stephon Gilmore, Travian Robertson. You know, the list goes on and on of guys that made an impact in that game. Um and you know what's funny? Going back and watching it, and we also got in time of possession. Which just crazy, like looking back at these stats. What I forgot in this game, because you look at the score 35-21, everybody remembers that it was a blowout, blah, blah, blah. People forget this was a 28 to 21 game in the third quarter. Let's see. In the let's the start of the fourth quarter, dude. It was a twenty-eight to twenty-one ball game. I mean, it was a close game. South Carolina could have very well easily lost the football game. So, you know, it wasn't like just a you know. Obviously, it started out the way that South Carolina came out of the gates was, and I think if it's, I think if it's not for, I think if it's not for how great that quarter was against Georgia, you could argue the first quarter and the beginning of second quarter. Was the best stretch of football South Carolina's ever played? I mean, you go up twenty-one to three on Alabama, like just come out of the gates and just put it on them. I mean, really, you know. So, um, but again, you know, Alabama came in five and zero, two and zero in the conference, ranked number one, hadn't lost a regular season game, and God knows how long. And again, you guys have all heard the stories. Um, but I mean, just an unreal day. One of the best. One of the best games and some of the best memories that South Carolina fans. Everywhere will have, you know, it's funny. I remember specifically that next weekend, I think it was fall break. If I'm not mistaken at Newberry, I think it was fall break. I was dating a girl at the time that lived in Charlotte and she was like, do you want to go to the app state game? Let's go to an app state game. I'm like, sure. Screw it. Why not? Because South Carolina was on the road at Kentucky the following week. And I remember thinking to myself, Oh, we're just playing Kentucky. Like we're going to beat their ass all good. I'll go, you know, I'll go enjoy the App State game. And while I'm doing that, you know, South Carolina, uh, you know, they're going to take care of business. I did not even watch that game. I didn't even watch South Carolina at Kentucky. I just assumed, okay, we're going to, we're going to, you know, we're going to beat the hell out of them, whatever, no big deal. (laughs) And lo and behold, because I feel like that Kentucky game was almost part of the story of the Alabama game. Like it really was. Um, Obviously we know what happened that season though. South Carolina goes on, wins the SEC East first time in school history, uh, you know, and then the rest is history. But, man, that South carolina game, I mean, you just go back and watch it, it's unreal. It's unreal how big of an impact player that Marcus Lattimore was as a true freshman. I mean, his legacy was being built. Obviously, his game was that Georgia game in 2010. But the legend of Steven Garcia, the legend of Steven Garcia, man, was really was really established – excuse me, guys – was really established – this day. I mean, Steven Garcia is not Steven Garcia without this game as much as he did at Carolina. Steven Garcia is not Steven Garcia without this game. This game you know, obviously he, you know, did the Gamecocks chant when South kind of played Alabama last year. So, I mean, you know, it it really, it really created his entire legacy, but I mean, really, truly, man, one of the great games in South kind of history, um, What Spurrier say after the game? I think this game was meant to be, he said. I mean, just, it was a day that really was meant to be. It really was. And again, it sucks. I didn't get to watch it live. I've watched it on replay time after time after time after time again, because it's such a great game. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just crazy, man. Just looking, you know, looking at this. <laughs> This game is just wild. I mean, just the 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 legends that were, man, like Greg McElroy and Mark Ingram and Trent Richardson and Julio Jones. Julio Jones was on that team, bro. Eight for 118 and a touchdown. He held his own. Julio held his own. I mean, you look at the talent that was on the field that day, though. Jeffrey, Ace Sanders, Torrey Gurley, Lattimore, Garcia, Julio Jones, Marquise Mays, Preston Dial, Mark Ingram, Trent Richardson, Greg McElroy, A.J. McCarron was on that damn team. I mean, it's just crazy, man, like all of the talent. Stefan Gilmore, Chris Culliver, um, again, Travian Robertson. It just – it's crazy, man. It's really, really crazy. Antonio Allen, like all that talent that was on the field in South Carolina, you know, found a way to get it done. I mean, like I said, I'm really shocked going back and looking at the stats that just how – I just didn't know that we were outgained. Like, I, that's – like, total yardage-wide. We only had 311 total yards. We got – we got – statistically, we got beaten. first downs. Third down efficiency was about the same. Uh, we went two for two on fourth down. They went two for three. But we lost total yards. They threw for more yards. They had more completions. They had more attempts. They um, They threw less interceptions. Now, we rushed way more than them you know, rushing attempts and yards for rush, we won that. But, I mean, the turnovers were even. They they beat us in time of possession. And so, if I read that off to you and you didn't know the score, you'd be like, oh, Bama won that game. Bama probably dominated. And we dominated them. That's, that's kind of the crazy <laughs> – sort of the crazy part. You know, when you look at this game – sorry, guys. That's just sort of the crazy part. It's like I did not know statistically that – that was the case, but it didn't matter. It did not matter that day. There was nothing, there was nothing that could stop South Carolina from doing what they did to Alabama that day. It really, truly was just meant to be. It really, really, truly was one of those games that just, simply put, is meant to be. I want to read off some of you guys' memories um, that you left for us. There's a lot of good ones. Uh, underscore underscore stories by Sand. Beginning Willie B was rocking. Cut of gentlemen, hearing about it a few days later from a call my, with my dad while I was in boot camp. Um, Bahadur, Masing, I don't even know where to begin. That game was a ride. Lattimore putting us up two scores. Yeah, Laddie had a phenomenal day. Uh, friend of friend Am, one drunk Bama fan behind me spilled a drink on me. It was nice to shove the wind back at her. Um, Peyton Muller, 16. Spurrier's faced after Garcia took a safety to start the second half. Yeah, that was – <laughs> that was definitely one of those moments. You're like, what? That was one of those Garcia moments. You're just like, did he just, did he just do that? And you know, it's funny. If you hear Garcia's explanation for it, it does make sense. He's like, Hey, I I felt like I was going to get tackled. Like I felt they were right behind me. So I figured we don't want to give a touchdown. We'd rather get up a safety. But in the moment, everybody's like, what in the world? But again, if you listen to his reasoning, it does make sense why he did it. But yeah, a, a very wacky moment for sure. Um, Sam Barbies, 11, Steven Garcia throwing three touchdowns in the first half spin underscore Jordan Garcia trucking a defender and picking up the first down early in the game. He was a monster. Yeah, That's a very, very underrated play in that game. When Garcia fourth and two scrambles out and trucks a dude and like spins out of a tackle like Garcia does not get enough credit for how agile he was and just his quickness and ability to, to get them to the marker with his legs. He does not get enough credit for that. Um, Let's see. Evan underscore Gamecock, 112, 020. Zero, two, zero. Alshon Jeffrey, catch or how good our defense was that day. Uh, Palmer King, 14. Garcia's weird safety. And then finally, David underscore Barnes, 76. Um, well, this isn't really a memory, so I'm, I'm going to read it. But off topic, what number do you think Jordan Birch is going to wear? Probably seven. Um, but no, yeah, so a lot of good ones. Appreciate that, guys. A lot of good memories. A lot of good memories. Um, the Garcia safety was definitely funny. That was very, 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 very funny. Um, yeah, so, but again, a great one, a great game for sure. Uh, 35, 21, get the dub. I mean, it's just one of those games that like there there are three or four games that are special, really, really hold a special place to Gamecock fans. This is the game. And and you could certainly argue that was the game, you know, the Georgia game early in the season was a big win for sure. Beating Georgia is always big. But that win against Alabama was truly the win in my mind that sparked the way – what happened with the program the next three years. It it really did. Um, You know, you could argue, I guess, '09 9 Ole Miss. But, you know, beating Alabama really let the country – and it let the SEC know for sure that South Carolina had arrived under Steve Spurrier, no doubt. It let the nation know South Carolina had finally arrived under Steve Spurrier, and that was special. So, uh, And that's probably my favorite memory is just thinking to myself after that game, like, South, we're here. This is what we've been waiting for. South Carolina football is here, and it happened. So, um, all right, let's get into some news notes really quickly, and we'll wrap up. Four-star linebacker Trenelius Tatum. Trenelius Tatum commits to South Carolina. This literally happened Thursday morning. Uh, he's a four star linebacker, 6'2", 210. So, or excuse me, 6'2", 208. Not, you know, size wise. I wish he was a little bit bigger. Obviously, he's 2021 out of Jonesboro, Georgia. So, a really good job to go out of the state and get a four star guy. And I, like I talked before, this 2021 class, you're going to have to go out of state and get these guys. You're just going to have to. You take a look at his offer list, though, it, it leaves some things to be desired. Arkansas, Colorado, East Carolina, Georgia State were all his other offers. He obviously committed to South Carolina. But again, You go out of the state, you get a blue-chip, four-star commit, defensive player, at a position of need, too. At a position of need because, you know, you lost T.J. Brunson. You know, Ernest Jones is your guy this year, but you you need help at the linebacker spot, in my opinion. You're going to lose Sherrod Green after this season as well. So you're going to need help at the linebacker position. So all the good linebackers you can stack up on, you need to do it, and Trinellius Tatum certainly falls under that category. Um, Also, I talked about in the beginning, moving on, You know, I talked about the COVID-19 stuff, kind of the update. Um, You know, I'm continuing to work business as usual as much as I can. It looks like stuff's opening up. And listen, I'm not somebody that's in the know. I don't sit there and watch the news, and I kind of just see stuff on Twitter or, like, I'll hear stuff from people or whatever. But, you know, everybody wants to ask me, do you think there will be a football season? Do you think there will be a football season? I'm a person that's optimistic. I'm a person that like, just in life, I'm not talking about in this situation, but like, I can't live my life every day in the doom and gloom and think, Oh, you know, don't even worry. Cause there's no football anyways, like blah, 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 whatever. Like I, I can't live my life that way. So I'm remaining optimistic. You know, it sounds like some people are already starting to open up. It's sounding like Texas A&M and Alabama and some others are saying they're going to open up campus for school in the fall. So like, I really believe because again everybody asks, so I want to make it clear my feelings on it. I'll be I don't know if there'll be fans in the stadium. I don't know that for a fact. But I will be really shocked if there's no football season. I'll be shocked to be honest with you because the amount of money the amount of money that schools would lose because of that would be a major major blow, a major blow. So it's going to have to take, I mean, you think about it, man, because the TV contracts, that's where they'll get the money. That's where they'll get the money. It would take, I mean, this would have to be a, not that it's not a real serious thing already, but this would have to be like, go to another level. You know what I mean? Because unfortunately money still rules. It still runs all. Um, And I mean, selfishly, I want sports, you know what I mean? But it's it's gonna I I will be very surprised if football is not played now will it be delayed and all that I have no clue I can't I don't I can't speak to that really um I don't know I don't know um but I will be completely shocked if there's no football season but on my end you know just blessed to be healthy um getting to wake up and still continue to do what I do every day and pursue the business and all that stuff. And it's definitely made life weird for all of us and made life, um, made us all adapt. But you know, to be honest with you, man, like my life is not really that affected. I mean, I'm still kind of doing the same things I always did. I mean, obviously I'm not going to the gym anymore. I'm going and running at this field by myself and getting a workout in quote unquote that way. Um, but I mean, I'm still going to the grocery store when I need something. I mean, just practicing social distancing, but I mean, keeping my distance, uh, you know, it, life's not that much different right now, except the fact that there are no sports. That's the biggest thing. So anyways, I hope you're all staying safe, staying healthy, um, prayers and thoughts are, you know, with everyone that if, if there's anybody, you know, or, you know, you're directly, you maybe you're related to or affiliated with that has it or is battling whatever, you know, I know it's, it's a tough time for a lot of people because there's a lot, there's just so much uncertainty right now. You know, it, it's, there's a lot of uncertainty. So, um, just try to stay positive, try to stay optimistic. If there's something that you've been putting off or some skill you want to learn, now's the time to do it. You know, honestly, now's the time to it. And I, I'm someone that I put on my social media and again, I'm kind of getting off topic here, but I put on my social media, like the, well, the one thing that's been annoying me over quarantine is there's people like, Oh, if you don't level up during quarantine, like you, you know, you, you're, you're messing up, dude. Like if you don't level, you don't do this. You know, dude don't let anybody tell you what you should or should not be doing during the quarantine whatever you got to do to keep your mental right your financial right your health right but whatever you got to do to stay right or to get like whatever whatever that takes you do it everybody's different don't let, don't let anybody make you feel bad cuz you're not cuz you're not crushing it quote unquote during quarantine like uh, this is all affecting this quarantine and this this pandemic shit is affecting people differently. You know what I mean? It's not affecting everyone the same. So, I don't know. I just, and I know people, I think they're, I think, I know those people are trying to come from a, a good place. You know, I, I mean, I tell you, if you're getting, if you're getting hammered every day, that might not be the best use of your time. But, I mean, I just don't think it's a good idea to, like, try to almost, like, demonize people because they're handling quarantine in a certain way. Like not everybody's gonna handle it the same way. As long as you're not doing stuff that's destructive to you, just do what you got to do to take care of yourself. You know what I mean? And, and come out of this whenever this is over. Because it will end. This will too end. Whenever this is over, come out, you know, rear and ready to go, you know, positive, upbeat, all that good stuff. So again, that's that's my that's me on the on the soapbox for for a minute. So again, appreciate you guys tuning in. We'll continue to do the Carolina classics. Uh, Tuesday, Thursday, next week. Not 100% sure what games they'll be, but I'll let you guys know, obviously. But, again, appreciate you guys, all the love, support. Everybody has a fantastic Friday, a fantastic weekend, and we will talk to you next week. Have a good one.